Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So it was a lot. I'm Victoria Garrick, former Division I athlete, mental health advocate, and host of RealPod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. We have a bring back today. My sister, Nandini Ramakrishna. It's been lovely having you here, Nan. Thank you so much. It's been a great time because of you. That's so sweet of you to say. It's true. You always, you bring fun everywhere you go. I think that's what it is. You're going to make me cry. Let's get real. You're not emotional. I'm not. That's true. But that was very sweet. That was very sweet of you, and it did touch my heart. Today, a lot of people ask me how long it took to get over my heartbreak, the end of my long-term relationship. So today we're going to talk about heartbreak, deal breakers, and checking the boxes. I know we don't do that. We don't check any boxes. And not on purpose. I don't think we do it intentionally. I think we just, what's the word? We're not conventional women. Mm -hmm. Would you say that? Trailblazers. Trailblazers. I like that. So. Let's start with heartbreak. 
Let's start with you, and then we'll get to me. Have you been heartbroken? Absolutely. I think it would be kind of unnatural for someone to never have had experienced heartbreak in their 30s. <laughs> so you just turned 33. I'm 33, yep. And I'm 36. We've both had heartache. So tell us about your experience. Was there that one guy that you just thought, I don't know if I can get over this? I think anyone that you feel chemistry or connection with, that's kind of literally out of this world, you know, you're going to be heartbroken when it doesn't work out with that person or someone that, you know, on paper is everything that you wanted, you know, ticks all the boxes, checks all the boxes, but for some reason or the other, just, you guys just don't make it or it's not as great as you thought it would be or you start questioning if all those things are really what's most important because they don't have other qualities that come up and that they lack that seem to be a problem. So yeah, definitely disappointments. And how long did it take you to get over the tough one? So I'm a Scorpio. So for all of you that really don't believe in astrology or signs, you're probably going to just roll your eyes when I say what I'm, what I'm about to say, but I'm very like emotional and deep and internal. And it's very hard for me to move on from something when it happens, because when I connect with someone or I fall for someone, it's hardcore. So you were in love with this guy. I've loved people, but yeah, I've been in love before. Um, it's not a specific person. I think you can love more than one person. And there's different types of love. And I don't mean like friendship. I mean, in a relationship, love can manifest itself in different levels of intensity. So yeah, there has been someone that I've really, really been into and it just hasn't worked out. And that's taken a long time to get over. And you have to remember that it's always, it's not just you in the dynamic, there's someone else. And if their behavior is they're not, they're also not getting over stuff or they're constantly reappearing in your life. And maybe possibly, who knows what their intentions are. But that also makes it hard to completely move on. When the person is, let's say, you know, consistently contacting you or texting you or messaging you, yeah. or they just keep appearing at the same parties as you. For example, my good friend, she's divorced and her husband and her have a mutual friend group. She had to leave her friend group in order to move on. You got to do what you got to do when you when moving on is the priority. Like you're over it and you're ready to move on. You have to do what you have to do. And for some people, that's leaving a city, leaving a state, moving cross country, like completely abandoning a group of friends that you made with the, that person right. that's still in touch with that person. And you're like, I can't have this in my life because I'm indirectly finding out updates about this other person's life that I re that aren't healthy for me. Yes, she was, you know, finding out, oh, he's dating this girl now or, oh, he's going to be at this party with his new girlfriend. And she's like, it was just weird. And at some point, as shitty as it is, you've got to give up some friends as well in the process of moving on. It's so hard nowadays also because of social media. So it's not like before where they're like, oh, have you seen X, Y, and Z? They have this new girlfriend and you may not run into them or not, but now it's accessible from your bed. You could see their whole life, their whole trip in Venice. You could see it in yeah. a matter of like an hour with enough you know, detective work. You can find out your ex's whole new life. And then that also isn't going to foster any positive feelings. Like, I feel like that's not a good place to be. 
And we were talking earlier today, you were mentioning a guy that Mm -hmm. really liked you. He really liked you, and now he's married. As much as you can like someone after like two, three dates, right? (laughs) So he really liked you. Now he's married, but the guy keeps liking your pictures and watching all your stories, which I find fascinating because he's married. He has a new life. He's still thinking about you years later. You're living in his head rent-free, honey. (laughs) Yeah, that's hilarious. (laughs) Pretty much. But I mean, I understand the curiosity, but I always think about, even though I've made choices that are like really poor choices in terms of personal relationships, and I've, I've, what I'm saying right now is going to make me sound like a hypocrite, but what's in the past is in the past. But you always have to think about the person, their their wife or whoever, right? Like the girlfriend or like, how do you think you would feel if you were them and you knew that like this guy was always on the ex's, in, or not even an ex, but someone's Instagram that they used to date. And what makes it worse is we weren't even in a relationship. Three dates is in a relationship, but all over the gram. And he was trying to get married, clearly, because after three dates, you wanted to see other people. Well, I had mentioned that I was still seeing other people, like still going on like dates. Right. And that was the reason why he really, he took issue with continuing to date. And to me, being exclusive after three dates is pretty wild when you've met on a dating app. So to me, I would love to be exclusive from the beginning with someone I'm dating, but that's not how people play the game. And I hate to say that it's a game that has to be played, but if you honestly tell someone after date one, like, I just want us to date, like, you you don't, you can't command someone to restrict their pool because of your insecurity or your whatever. So you kind of just have to be open about, okay, we're dating it's called dating for a reason right and know? I hear it all the time you know I've never been on the apps but I hear it's a numbers game Anisha it's a numbers game that's what everyone tells me so what do they mean by numbers game like how many- you the more people you meet the better your chances are of meeting the one yeah because here's the thing like okay at first you might be picky with who you swipe on right but as you keep doing it you're like okay I gotta like not be so picky about what they're showing on the app because if they have like five out of seven qualities I'm looking for, I should probably be swiping on them, right? Right. Because like you said, the more people you swipe on, the more people you meet, the higher the chance that you're going to actually end up with someone that you'll like. So how do you do that? You keep dating people, you know, until both of you have, you both make it clear to each other because you feel the energy. You guys are on the same wavelength, like the chemistry is so good. And it's so easy that you're like, what do you think about seeing other people right now? You know, but until you're at that, I don't think you can tell someone don't date other people. And you'll know when that is the case. So if someone's just trying to basically hijack you, then they're not the one. The funny thing is his response was what I wished that had been my experience on previous dates I had been on. Yes. See, I was just behaving based on experience, right? It's like your experience is going to evolve your perspective. You know, as so when I started dating on the apps, I wasn't going on like 20 dates at once. I was dating like one person. And then you come to know that they're still swiping and they're still dating other people and going on dates. And then you learn from that. Yes. But apparently this person had a different opinion. And I was like, well, if 
you know, that hasn't been my experience. You're not missing out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never know. It, it wasn't meant to be, clearly. Was not meant to be. So you said, you know, you're an intense person. You're very internal. For me, I'd say as external as I seem to be, I'm very private about my love life. Mm-hmm. You know, I never posted much in my past relationships. I think it's a very personal thing to me. And I feel like I give so much of myself to the public and to the people. And that is for me. My personal life, I give you my family, my home, my life, my day-to-day. But my dating life, my love life, that's for me, I feel. And so for me, A lot of people have asked me, how did I get over my heartbreak from the 12-year relationship, you know, that ended? But you have to do everything in your time. And my healing took three years. I also think people don't realize when you enjoyed the other person's company for the most part, you know, then it's tough to move on. And then you also have this phase of, we're going to get back together. It's things will work out. And then you have that hope and you hold on to hope. I held on to hope for maybe a year and a half, I'd say. And then I finally realized, look, you're just getting older and you're wasting your own time. No one else's. People are living their life. You're wasting your life. And that's how I felt. And so for me, it took three years. I had imagined my entire life with this person. We did everything together. I've said it before, we were like two peas in a pod. And not in a needy, codependent way, but in a way where you're just compatible with someone and we really liked a lot of the same things. And I think that's what most people are looking for. They're just looking for someone that they click with. Someone they can do the things they like with. Exactly. And I'll say I like to surround myself with people that I can learn from, that are inspirational to me, who are kind, smart. And, you know, my ex-boyfriend Vishnu was highly intelligent and a stellar human, just super kind. And so I think having that benchmark, it's been tough to meet people that even come close as far as intelligence and kindness are concerned. And I think you can agree, you knew him very well. I'd, I'd have to say so. He was a unicorn. He is a unicorn. He is a unicorn. Everyone at home, we love Vishnu. And, you know, he is one of a kind, but we also love you and understand that you're on your own journey and, you know, you got to do what you think is right for you. Right. And people also don't understand that part. The family breaks up with the person as well, and it's traumatic, and that takes time as well. But in a nutshell, it took me three years I am ready to get out there. Haven't met anyone at all that is even close to what I'm looking for, to be honest. And I guess more and more each day, me and my sister talk about this all the time. I feel like we're looking for an Indian unicorn. Pretty much. At this (laughs) point, I'm like, listen, just be a unicorn. It doesn't really matter if you're Indian. I mean, it would be You're more open. I think so. I think I've been in relationships with non-Indians, so that's why I am more open. I think I've had a lot more experience in terms of dating different types of people. Right. And the crazy part is, I don't think it's insane that it took you three years to get over someone you were with for how long? 
Yeah, and maybe how long were you with him? I was with him for twelve years, yeah. but I also don't understand the other side. I don't understand people who've been married for years and then just are able to move on, or they never were really truly happy in that other relationship and they were checked out. I don't know. The person who wanted to split up, because sometimes it's not mutual, many times it's not. That person was probably feeling that way for a very long time, and the divorce was the last straw. Like this, I just have to do. There, it was like they were at their, they were desperate. They were at their max yeah. limit. So that's why they were so ready to just quickly move on. But I think when it's mutual, it's something that both parties are aware of, and it's um, tough unless unless you are with an escapist or someone that doesn't never likes to address the elephant in the room or issues and constantly swiping things under the rug. That might come as a shock to them because they're just so, they've been in denial for so long. I'm always surprised when I hear about people who say that they never saw it coming because yes. someone must have been checked out in that relationship or completely in denial or so, you're, you were dating like a psychopath who was a great liar and there are people like that too. This brings me to my next topic, which is, Somewhat controversial because I like to keep it real. So do you. Deal breakers. But I have weird deal breakers like hygiene. Like, please scrape your tongue and use wet wipes when you clean your ass. But you know? I don't think that's weird at all. I feel like but most you're people, in my bubble. I don't think so. I think watching people on social media, like, they're saying the same things you are. Like, that's not a weird deal breaker. Like, being a clean person, I don't think that's a weird deal breaker at all. I think that's normal. I That's think a lot of people expected. That don't scrape be... their tongue, for example. And then you meet a guy. Okay. <laughs> I dated a lot of guys and 99%, 90% were Indian. Nobody had bad hygiene. Nobody had dandruff. Nobody smelt bad. Nobody's laundry smelt like a rag. Nobody had bad breath. Nobody had body odor. Nobody smelt like they needed to shower or like musty, like none of that. So I have to say that that was never an issue. What are your deal breakers? You just feel good knowing that you're with someone that can contribute to a relationship because, I mean, I know I can contribute to, I can contribute to a relationship. So you would want someone to be able to pull as much weight or honestly speaking, even more in terms of, you know, that, so. Would you say that's a double standard to have? Like nowadays, you know, we're all about equality and, yeah. you know, part of us still wants a man to maybe be that role model from yesterday there's, years. There's no question that there's absolutely a double standard. It's not equal for men or women, no matter how much women say they want. There are women out there that are like, no, 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 no. I, I mean 50-50, like, through and through. I'm not one of them. But I also think there are a lot of men that that doesn't bother them. Like yeah. they're not thinking if you can secure the bag for them. They're thinking of having a life partner and they know they've got the bag secure. So they just want someone to enhance their life, share their life with. So I don't worry about that too much. So we'll get into my deal breakers. As I mentioned, scraping your tongue, wiping your ass with wet wipes, showering hopefully twice a day. Is that asking for too much? It depends. If someone's athletic or goes to the gym, you, know? you got to shower twice. Yeah. And height. You know, people say there's height discrimination. I will tell you, I'm not even that tall. I'm just tall for 
my ethnicity. I'm 5'7", and you are? 5'8". 5'8". And I'd like to date someone taller. I don't think I'm asking for much in that department. I would love to date someone taller, but it's not a deal breaker. I could be with someone shorter. It's not a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker for me. However, I talk a lot of shit because I was set up with a guy who was 5'7", and I really liked him. So here I am being a gas bag. You know, and I guess you don't really know until you get to know the person, maybe. I've dated short people, and I think that's why I would say that it's not a deal breaker, because I've done it, and I never even noticed the height difference. And I've noticed that I actually fit better, like, when it comes to hugging and stuff, which shorter, compact men. Men. (laughs) Which is weird, but then I should also say that I've only, I've dated more short men than I've dated tall men. Usually men are, when I say, say short, I mean, like, 5, 11 and below. I don't mean like six. I don't mean like five, five, one, five, two. Yeah. So basically, I'd say height is a deal breaker. Right now, I'm open to meeting non-Indians, but I'd like to be with an Indian. I think we have a very unique culture and our family is very Indian. And I would like to share that part of my culture and my home with another Indian. Is that being racist now? I don't know. I I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I do think that because I'm not extremely Indian, I've been able to be with people that aren't Indian, but the Indian side of me is completely subdued. And that side does exist, exist. And I've never been with anybody that's like, don't listen to that music or don't, why are you watching that? Like, I've always been with people that have respected the culture, but not taken a keen interest in it either. So it would be nice to be with someone that was just neutral about it, but was familiar with it, which would be another Indian, like another Indian. Because I'd say I'm very practical as well, and I can't imagine having someone in our family and having to explain everything to them because they're not Indian and they wouldn't understand half the shit that's going on. Like, why are you cracking that coconut in the backyard? Why are you stringing limes and a chili at the front door? Why is your parent, you know, doing this? Like, a lot of things are very Indian that only Indian people get. I think we associate having to explain or educate or introduce people to our culture as something that's difficult. But with the right person, even if they're not Indian, if their attitude and their energy and their vibe is great and you know that they want to know, I don't think it's an issue having to explain. Well, I'm talking about just laziness on my behalf. Like, I don't want to do that. Or how about I don't even know why they're breaking the coconut. They're just doing it. You want to ask my (laughs) dad? We don't know why the fuck they just did that. Yeah. So, I mean, being with someone that's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll ask your dad about it. I don't know. You know, I think you'd be surprised that depending, the person makes all the difference. People are like magic. Like they- Wow, you sound so hopeful. No, they can- In these times. I really think it's up to the individual no matter where they're from. Like someone can totally break down your barriers and change your perspective because they're just a breath of fresh air and they see the world completely differently than you do and their approach is completely completely different and they make everything easier. You want to be with someone that makes everything easy. I love that. I love that you're giving off that energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the deal breakers. <laughs> so another deal breaker is humor. You need 
a sense of humor, honey. You need to make me laugh. You need to make me cackle. You need to be able to roast me and one-up me. I find that so important. I think humor is very important, but it's not a deal breaker for me because one of us has to be funny. Now, I know I can be funny. And if you get my sense of humor and I make you laugh, that gives me joy. If you could make me laugh, that would be even better, but it's not a deal breaker. So I'd say my deal breakers are height. I'd like you to be taller than me. Sense of humor. Kindness. I have to be attracted to you. Okay. Intelligence, Mm -hmm. because I'm a sapiosexual. I like intelligence. That's what I'm attracted to first, I would say. And hygiene. I don't think I'm asking for much. No, I don't think so. For me, I think my deal breakers would be, I'm looking for somebody successful. I'm looking for somebody that's very, has a great personality in that they're really loving, they're kind, they're friendly, they're polite to everybody. Uh, Another deal breaker would be they're not intelligent, like you said. Someone that's really smart. I don't want to be with someone that looks at me and thinks I'm so smart. I would like to be yeah. with someone that is constantly <laughs> teaching me things. You don't want to be. You don't want to be the smartest person no. in the room yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. So someone that's definitely smarter than me, and someone that's like obsessed with me, like, adores you. Adores me. Um, so anyone who was a deal breaker, someone that's very into like social media. That's a Unless no, it's no. their job. I don't want to be with anyone on social media mm-hmm. or anyone taking selfies or posting regularly. Right. Sounds think. hypocritical, but I don't want to be with someone who's getting likes and DMs. I think a short temper is a deal breaker for me. Someone who's impatient. Someone who's, I will say, I am, I'm not the slimmest girl in the room, but I'm not attracted to men that are larger. But I would, I, I don't know if I'd say it's a deal breaker, but that's not something I'm generally attracted to. I've dated my share of teddy bears, and I'd say, you know, I'm chill with a dad bod. Dad bod is not. At dad all bod what is I'm hot. I know to. you're not referring to that, but I, I'm good with a dad bod. I, I think don't need a my, six pack. My. You know, I don't want to want to call it an aversion, but I'm generally not attracted to large men because I see myself as a large person. And there are things about my own body because of it being large that I don't like. And I project that. I would project that onto the other person, you know. So when I see that, I just see like this is not a good. I would rather be with someone that didn't really care much about what he ate and just was had was nor, a dad bod is perfectly fine. So we did take a poll earlier on Instagram. New York guys versus LA guys. And most of the people in the IG fam said New York. I've never dated in New York or lived in New York, um, so I couldn't comment on that. But I do did date in LA and I do live in LA. And I have to say that I didn't meet a great... Men in LA are... They see everyone and everything. A lot of them as dispensable. And I don't know what the vibe would be in New York, but in L.A. it's very like, do you hike? Like, what do you like to eat? Like, are you into green juice? And are they're you... not asking you, what do you like to eat in a New York foodie way? At all. They're asking you, like, are you healthy? Do you eat clean? Exactly. <laughs> and everything's, I feel like L.A. men are 
you'll always see they love the they love to hike, they love the outdoors, they love sports because of course they're taking advantage of the, you know, California. The fact there there's beach, there's mountains, there's so much you could do. But um you don't get like a New York City vibe from any of those men. Yes, all. and there is a New York vibe, honey. Mm-hmm. They're very sexy in my opinion. They're very intelligent New York men. But the problem, I will say they have tons of options. New York is a city with more women than men. And you know, you get that I think syndrome in New York where you just think I have options. The I ball think- is in their court sometimes and it's like no it's not, but New York men can be a little cocky. Yeah, that's not very attractive at all. Unless the cocky guy likes you, then it's, you know, double standard. It's like, you know, you feel even more special. Yeah. But um I think in LA it's the same thing. Like there's more women than men. So men do see women as like dispensable pretty much. But I don't like generalizing and speaking for everybody. There's for the type of guy I'm looking for, I'm I've been a bit picky and that could be why I've not met someone Like, I've not been successful. I don't think you're picky. I think you have basic standards. Maybe. And most (laughs) people fall below. They they really do. You know? Because I will say we're we're stellar people for the most part. Mm -hmm. We were raised a certain way. We were taught to treat people well and be kind and have manners and be well-rounded. You know, we've worked hard on that. for ourselves. And so you just expect someone to bring some of those things to the table as well. Like, where are the chivalrous men, right? Like, where are they? They're unicorns. They're unicorns. In this day and age, they're unicorns. Because I think a lot of South Asian men talk about, like, equality and, like, they use that to their advantage so that they don't have to go the extra mile in a relationship. You know, they want to split the bill. They don't want to watch. I'm not for splitting any bill. That's a deal breaker. It was not a deal breaker for me in the past, but given my experiences, I would say that that could be a deal breaker now because usually you try to meet them halfway and then you start seeing a pattern and it's a double standard, but I'm owning up to it and I can choose to believe and think what I like, right? Right. And I want to feel like I'm taken care of from the first date. And the great part is I don't need to be. And I think when you start seeing someone taking that initiative, you want to contribute. You want to do things for them. You want right. to do special things for them. But I, I, given my experiences, I tried to be do the whole 50-50 thing because a lot of men took me up on my offer when I would just politely offer to pay the bill. They would actually say, okay. But then I've also been on dates with people that get aggressive about you wanting to pay the bill, which is another problem. Another extreme. Another extreme. So it's just nice to be with someone that's like, look, I took care of it. I'm just so happy to like be out here with you. I think you're beautiful and smart and I like spending time with you. And I want to feed you, honey. There you go. <laughs> that would be the icing on the cake. I think I just wet my pants. That's what I it's about. I want to you, honey. That's the, that's the pickup line, okay? That's I want to feed line. you, honey. <laughs> That's that's it, guys. That's mm-hmm. it right there. So finally, I'd like to talk about checking the boxes. I don't know what that is. It's not in my vocabulary, but you just turned 33. I just turned 36. I guess we're unconventional Indian women, which I just hate saying unconventional. We're just two women living our lives. And I will say we're both very busy. 
and you are extremely busy. You're a speech therapist. You work more than anyone I know. At what point do we stop and say, hey, maybe I need to focus on my personal life? Not that I've ever fully neglected it, but there comes a time where you reach a crossroads. You take a chance and you say, I'm going to go this way, the road less traveled. And then you're 36 and you're single. And I don't think it's a bad thing, but I'm reminded every day that I'm single. I'm reminded every day. People want me to be unhappy, it seems, about it. It's very odd because I'm fine. And you sound like that crazy person that's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I really am. I don't think a day goes by where someone doesn't bring it up in my friend group or any social group, my family, you know, and reminds me that I'm single. Why can't we just let women be? Just leave them be. If they're dating, they're dating. If they're married, they're married. If they're divorced, they're divorced. If they've married 10 times, okay, great. I think that's starting to happen now. Like all these changes in perspective, perspective seems to be like the word of the day. All these changes are all recent developments. They're not like 100 years old, right? So they're pretty nascent. And I think that with time, it's going to, people are going to be like, hey, maybe it's rude to ask someone when they're having kids, right? Because the more education, the more people stand up for themselves and tell people, hey, that's rude. You shouldn't be asking me that. And no, you don't have the right to get an answer for every question you ask. There are boundaries. The more that message gets through, through people like you and other influencers in society and celebrities, the more people will leave women like be. They'll leave women be and just mind their own freaking business. And I always tell my parents, I tell them, you raised us this way. I remember my dad always said, you have to work hard and make something of yourself and not rely on anybody. And here we are doing just that. And I think meeting someone would like be like you said, like dessert. An icing on icing the cake. Icing on the cake. You know, we're eating the cake, but... I mean, this doesn't go for those of you that don't love icing, but I love icing. And frosting. Frosting. I hate frosting. And that would be, you know, like the best. The cherry ending. on the top. The cherry on top. So for everyone out there that's in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. I mean, 60s is like the new 50. I 50s think the point we're getting at is yeah. age doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter. Leave Unless you make it matter. Yeah, leave women alone and be confident in your choice, in your decisions. Don't be swayed. I have so many friends that marry because of pressure from family and friends, have kids for the wrong reasons, and it's disheartening to see. I want to touch on a point you brought up earlier about when do you decide, like, I'm going to do this for myself? When am I going to, like, prioritize myself and my needs and my wants and self-care and all that in this whole you know, dynamic of relationships and meeting people and trying to like balance both professional work life, professional and personal life, sorry. I think when it comes to taking care of yourself and just making that decision, like I need to take these steps to feel the best that I can feel, which is probably gonna lead to meeting someone that's like amazing because I don't think you can ask to be with someone that is not like 
You have to attract, you're going to attract what you are. Like attracts like. Right? So the mindset that you're in, like the way you live your life or your attitude, I think that's what you're going to bring into your life. So I do think you have to make a conscious, if you're serious about meeting someone, you really have to make that decision that I'm going to work on being my best self. Because when you are your best self, as cliche as it sounds, you're going to attract quality people. Yes. And if you feel like you haven't checked any boxes, you're not married, you don't have kids, you don't have a boyfriend, you didn't go to the school that everyone's going to, or, you know. You didn't come from the right family or, you yeah. know, or you there's a sketchered history you don't have, like, especially given how judgmental the South Asian community is about your lineage, yes. right? Or there's caste like system, caste system or colorism. I mean, it's never ending. The North or the South, there's like this superiority thing going on. Basically, what you're saying is, despite the man-made obstacles in your way, you can find the right person if you are committed to being your best self. And checking so. boxes. You don't yeah. have to live a life of checking boxes. You don't have to do what everyone's doing. You, ha I think you do have to check boxes for yourself. They're check your boxes. They're your boxes. You customize them and you need to check them. And that's what you're going to bring into your life. And everyone's boxes are different. For example, I wanted to be on TV. That's a box I wanted to check. We're basically saying that you need to come up with a list of things that are important to you and that you want to achieve your own goals. You have to be strong enough and you have to want it enough to take the action, not just make the list, but do the things. Live in that mindset. Create that routine where you're constantly in that headspace surrounded by things that are reminding you, reinforcing what your goals are and keeping you motivated to achieve them. Well, I think we've had a lovely conversation. I'm going to miss you. It's nice being able to podcast with you while I'm actually sitting next to you and not through the internet on Zoom or something. But it was lovely to have you. I really enjoyed our conversation. We will continue after. And thank you. Thank you. I know you're very busy. And thank you for doing this. I Thanks. hope everyone enjoyed. Thanks for having me. I'm not an expert on anything, but... I do love to share my opinion, and I'm, I hope that what we spoke about was relatable to a large group of men or women, and these opinions are our own. They're not laws or anything. So just sharing ideas and beliefs, hoping it helps someone or people can connect with it. And feel free to message my sister or email her. Your Instagram handle is? At Nandini Ram, N-A-N-D-I-N-I-R-A-M, no spaces. And we'll be in touch. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.